everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, Two Yoke Girls with Lorraine and Jillian. And today, our very special guest, I'm, I'm going to call her Becky Page, but all of her her Instagram and her email is the Becky Page, which I think is fitting. <laughs> because I she's do too. One, yeah, she's one and only. Lorraine, you want to tell us a little bit about Becky? Yeah, I little do you know, Becky, I'm a big fan. Um, and it is one of those things where when someone comes to your class and they do something that is physical and relates to their health and wellness, and then they keep coming back to your yoga class, it is a real compliment to um, the work that I strive to do in terms of keeping all of us healthy and striving. And Becky has run multiple Ironman um, and qualified (laughs) at least 10, 10. um, also as an events company, um, that creates events for people who are budding triathletes. Um, I think you also train people who cycle and ride. And then there's also, you know, it's just amazing that you do so much that's so physical. And it was our co-owner who came to me and she goes, do you know who she is, who keeps coming to your class, your Friday noon class? And then there would be other athletes who would come in and we would talk a little bit about it. And it was really one of those things where I was so grateful and excited and I, I felt like we were doing some really good work in a co-collaborative way because the community kept growing. And there was one time, you know, I check in with students after class and I go up to Becky. I'm like, How do, how's it feel? And she goes, I think yoga is my secret weapon. Um, so with that, I'll turn it over to you, Becky, and you can just tell us a little bit about how you found LPY, what kept you coming back to yoga and how you've been. Oh, well, I just want to clarify that the <laughs> Becky page, um, that is only because there must be another Becky page out there. And so I had to come up with a handle to put in front of it. So um, it's kind of I like think- the Ohio State. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, that was, that. so I don't think I'm that um, special. But anyway, that was the reasoning behind we that. We do. Um, uh, how did I get to LPY? You know, um, my... Um, business partner and good friend, and who also happens to be my coach, um, is Karen Smyers, who in the triathlon world is like super duper um, renowned, (laughs) famous world champion, won the Hawaii Ironman in 1995, um, and had a a tremendous um, short course career uh, as well. Um, She's in the Hall of Fame for USA Triathlon, for the ITU. Um, so she's pretty, was pretty big in her day. Um, and her daughter, um, who is um, out of college and in the working world now, but a few years ago, um, would come home from school and she would go do yoga at LPY. And um, Karen was always like, you know, you should do yoga. It's good for you. I think it'll really help you. And I'm like, ah, I'm just not that coordinated like that. And I don't know the poses and all that good stuff. But one day I was like, all right, if Jenna's going to go, I'm going to go. So, um, I went, um, and also, um, my wife, my partner, um, had gone a couple of times as well. And she was kind of trying to get me to go, but she was just more coordinated as well. And so I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. You know, I don't have the outfits. I don't have all the things. So anyway, (laughs) Between the two of those two people, I decided that um, I'm going to try it out. And this was all pre-pandemic. So I went and I loved it. Um, And 
I decided that the more th the more that I went, um, the better I felt. Um, and I think taking the time to um, the the best part that I loved is always the end, the shavasana, where I would just have a just the breathing and um, and the whole vibe at LPY was just very welcoming and. Um, it just, it just, it felt right. Um, I didn't feel intimidated in any way. Um, and so I kept telling my, my friends, um, who are also athletes that I train with, I'm like, you gotta come, this is so good. Um, and we would have a little group of us, uh, go to, uh, Lorraine's class. Was it on Thursday or Friday? I forget what day it was. It was on Friday noon. Friday. I noon. think, that, yes, there was a Tuesday noon and a Friday noon, but I think the Friday noon was the one where I feel like, oh, everybody's here. Let's go. Yeah. And we loved that class. So, um, so yeah, it was great. Um, and I need to get myself back in the swing of things because I'm feeling it. Like mm. I've been swimming a lot more, um, my running, I've been a little injured, so it's frustrating. Um, and I'm biking indoors, but I find when I do yoga, uh, my core, my, my mobility, my everything, um, is huge. It's just so much better. And like I said, like I told you that time, I'm like, and that was that year that I did, I was so consistent, uh, going to your class. I had the best year of my life racing. Um, I had like one crash, but then I came back and then I had a great, a great year. Like I thought I could conquer the world. And then the pandemic hit and everything kind of slowed down. <laughs> and when you say crash, like physical on the bike, like, yeah, crash? I, yeah, yeah. I was in Ireland, um, to do an Ironman, um, in where the heck was I, uh, Cork, Cork, mm. Ireland. Is that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I was somewhere in Ireland. Um, and, uh, it was the first year that they were hosting an Ironman and the conditions that day were, you know, it was like sunny and nice, but then all of a sudden you would, you think it would rain in Ireland and it did that particular day, but it was like torrential, terrible rain. And I was on mm. the bike and I went around a corner and just, just crashed, mm. <laughs> but I was okay. I just like landed on my hip, um, yep. pretty hard. So, um, so I was done for the race. Um, and then a few weeks later, I just tried to get my motion back and I would go, I went to yoga and would just try to keep moving. And there are certain things I couldn't like, you know, do on one side, but, um, but it just, um, it got me back. And, and, you know, I found too, just taking the time to breathe. Mm. Um, and even if I couldn't do all the moves perfectly, it's just, it's the breathing. Um, I thought that just made such a difference, mm. not only for my body, but for my mind, for everything. It was, it was huge, huge. I, I love that because I think, um, I think when people, well, people come to yoga for all different reasons, right? But a lot of times when people come to yoga for physical reasons, and then if an injury happens outside of yoga, they stop coming, right? And it, there's so much to be learned through injury, right? About yourself, about how you handle um, injury or a different circumstance in your life. And then that all gets magnified on the mat. And so if you just come and you learn 
how to do things a little bit differently or even do nothing but lay there and breathe, which is kind of doing everything in your life differently. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's this magical thing. So it's, it's the one thing that I always tell people like, oh, you're injured, like keep coming and like flailing around on your mat because there's where you're going to learn a whole new pattern of being or a whole new way of being. Whereas if you just come and do the same things over and over again, right, you're not going to, it's, you're just living the same patterns. So I think it's really cool that you kept coming and that you found other benefits from it. But before I move on, I want to ask you, or I want you to tell me for all of us who have never done a physical thing, except for on the yoga mat or gymnastics mat, what exactly is an Ironman? Oh, yes. Yeah. So an Ironman, um, it's triathlon. It's a 2.4 mile swim, um, a 112 mile bike, and then a marathon. So 26.2 mile run. Um, and the thing is, is you can't think of it as all one big thing. You just one step at a time, one mile at a time. Don't think big picture, small little increments. <laughs> so how but, is it different from a triathlon then? Well, no, a triathlon is just swim, bike, run. But yes. this is a longer, the longest okay. distance. Um, well, I guess you could do, there's maybe, there are people that do these like ultra Ironmans where they do like multiple Ironmans in a day. It's like, that's not a legitimate or, and I'm not saying legitimate, no, legitimate is wrong. Not a, a known race or anything like that. But um, like Rich Roll, he was called, um, he did like all the, do you know who Rich Roll is? He does, um, he's like this big vegan um, he was a Stanford swimmer. Um, I think he'd wrote a book called Ultraman or something like that, where he did this thing. Well, he was, he was this great swimmer. Then he went into the corporate world, like worked too much, like did drugs, became an alcoholic and then decided to turn his life around, got big into yoga. I think his wife, I think his, um, He's into like he's a total vegan um, yoga guy, all about well-being and health. He has a podcast out there too. I can't think of what it is off the top of my head, but Rich Roll, he's this. Um, he did all these Ironmans. But anyway, besides Rich Roll, let's go back to <laughs> triathlon. <laughs> I could go off on tangents all the time. Um, uh, so triathlon is just swim, bike, run, and there are all sorts of distances. There's sprint, there's Olympic distances. Um, there's the half Ironman, which is the 1.2, 56 mile, uh, bike and a half marathon run. And then there's Ironman, which is 2.4 swim, 112 mile bike in a marathon. Yeah. So, so the ultimate, oh my goodness, like yeah. the ultimate of ultimates. So when you were doing marathon or Ironmans and yoga <clears throat> pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. what did you consider yoga? Was it like your recovery time? Was it part of your fitness routine? What was it doing for you that you think, how was it fitting into the training? I would say I would kind of considered it more recovery, but also um, mobility, um, which is, mm -hmm. I mean, that is part of recovery, but um, it was just th the movements I found um, you're in such like, you know, you only uh, you're, you're on your arrow bars on your bike and you're scrunched over, you know, and your posture is terrible. And, 
you know, the wear and tear of running um, on your feet, ankles, legs, hips, you know, all that um, swimming, your shoulders, everything. I found just going to yoga just helped open me up. But also, I didn't realize how much stronger my core was getting from it. Um, it, Like that benefit. And I think the breathing of like, your rib cage, like just kind of expanding, and then it, it kind of would transfer to the rest of your body and just everything opening and strengthening. Um, it, it just made such a difference. So I considered it recovery. But I also think it was really strengthening me in mm. so many ways. So I loved it. I loved sequencing, knowing that there were triathletes in the room, because like Becky said, it's it's also forward movement, internal rotation of the shoulders with the swim, that scrunched, rounded, holding together and racing on the bike, and then the forward movement and the propelling of the run. So I would try and get that space again, where they were lifted up a little more core wise back and open through the shoulders, stronger backbones. So that when all the things were working together, it definitely felt like they had as much oxygen as they needed to continue competing for, I mean, thinking about how long they're in the trenches, really competing and going, um, it was so interesting to think about mindset and movement and mobility and strength. And so I'm so glad that came through. I never really sequenced for the core specifically. And when I would take requests every once in a while, Becky would say, oh, do some core work, right? Because the way we sequence really does integrate if you're listening and moving that I don't have to specifically strengthen her core, just holding her shoulders up and feeling the strength of her back was naturally getting into that space where her diaphragm was stronger. So her breath was was stronger so her core was stronger um, and it was really so fun to have a group of triathletes in the room and see how their movements were and then see how they changed and to think about breath work and to think about what they really needed um, which is why I was so excited to have you on the podcast too we were yeah oh, thank you thank you yeah. um, well I mean I feel like it's such an honor to you know I love you guys and I love um, I love going to LPY and I um, I, yeah, it it was, I think, absolutely life-changing. You know, the, I wish, I found though, um, it was so hard when the pandemic started um, and I would try to do it online. And I am, the, the way I found that I've worked in this past few years is I need community, but I need community. Uh, I need an in-person community. Yeah. <laughs> and I found it so hard um, doing stuff online. Cause you know, of course, like, just a few moments ago, a cat just walked by me and wanted to be in my face and I'd be mm-hmm. doing yoga, you know, like one's on my back, one's underneath me, you know, and I'm, I couldn't focus. And I felt like, um, when I would go to the studio and I, it was like, that was my time and I could really focus. Um, and there were times I would giggle because I couldn't do what I needed to do, or I'm like looking around to see, like, I'd always like to be in the back. I don't know if you ever noticed that yep. because I want, it wasn't, well, first of all, 
um, intimidated because some people just move better, but also I just want to be able to follow people, but I would hate it when you would turn us around and I'm like, oh, now I'm in the front of the room. <laughs> but then I'd be like looking behind me to see like, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> so I always thought that was kind of funny. I, I assume you probably noticed that I get nervous. <laughs> we switch it. It's such good stuff. I also love that you bring up Karen. It's such an example of people who are incredible walking among us, you know, and I think that that's the beautiful thing about LPYs. We have so many incredible people that they're doing amazing things. And when everybody comes in the yoga studio, we're all just there together. And it's yeah. this really equalizing place where you can just go on your mat in the back or you can give yourself room to sort of push that day and not another day. And um, we don't know who's who in there. It's just we're all together in community practicing and doing the best that we can. So whether there's an Ironman triathlete or a mom of four or, you know, just people trying to get some space from their lives, it feels so nice to be there. And you're right. Oh, there's yeah. something in community that that changes things. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's great, and I'm I'm so happy that you guys have opened um, so many more new studios. Uh, uh, so we got Woober now, right? Uh, yeah. Lexington is is my go-to because um, it's just closer for me. But I love the Woburn studio in Burlington. I'm um, can't wait to check it out and and visit. Um, so I tend to follow wherever Lorraine is teaching. No offense, Julian. I love your classes too. I love everyone, by the way. All the LQ <laughs> instructors are amazing. So well, we learn from Lorraine. We learn from the best. Well, it's so, great. Yeah. It's definitely co-collaborative. Whoever's in the room, however we teach, it becomes something that hopefully never really existed before. And then we, you know, almost try to to keep it new and fresh. The other thing that got me really excited to talk to you, Becky, and you probably remember, I don't know if you do or not, but there was a moment during the pandemic where I reached out and I said, hey, would you ever want to do some mindset work? Yeah. Because I think about what must go through your mind in a triathlon, in an Ironman length distance. And so there was part of me where I know that you were getting the benefit from yoga and I wanted to know how we could get the benefit in terms of what keeps you going. And not only like, oh, I did an Ironman once in my life, like check it off the bucket list. It's like, I am here to compete and train. And I'm going to learn from the last one that I did. And I'm going to show up to the next one. And I don't even know how much time you put in between your races or what's optimal. But I yeah. do know that it takes so much of what you're telling yourself to keep going. And so I don't know if you've ever kind of reflected on what really keeps you going or what motivates you or if there's somebody that you think of in the moments when you're like, I'm, I'm all set, like I've done plenty of these. Yeah. Have, have a good one, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I like to compete. Um, and I always say this, uh, I really wish I was a sprinter. Um, because <laughs> be faster, it, I'd be it would just get it over faster. Um, but um, I seem to do well in the longer distances. Um, I can, I always, um, I like to say I'm, I'm really good at like 70%. And I can maintain that for a long time because you don't go full throttle um, yeah. in an Ironman. So I'm really good at holding 70% for a really long time. Um, and my body um, seems to, uh, there's so many things with an Ironman. There's like the, the fourth discipline is nutrition. 
Mm. Um, or like we like to say the fourth discipline is nutrition. And um, there's so many things that could go wrong in that, you know, you didn't hydrate enough, you need more calories, your stomach is like, that, you know, you're working hard, um, you're in the heat, say in um, like uh, Hawaii, or uh, I've done races in Cozumel, Mexico. So it's it, um, super warm conditions, and your body just can't absorb any more nutrition because mm. it's so hot, it's trying to cool itself down, but you need calories to be able to keep going and, um, knock on wood, uh, so far my body, um, has, uh, been good to me. I mean, I've had, I've had some real doozy races where, you know, I've, I've had one where I, I did not finish. I, I said, I'm done. Um, I, I don't think I was mentally and physically all there, but after it was, it's funny after that particular race, I was in Cozumel, Mexico, my mom came with me um, and she was cheering me on. And I had, I forget if I had one or two more loops of the run left and I was just done. And I walked over to her and I, I, on the sideline, I'm like, I'm done. She's like, okay, that's all, you know, that's all right. Don't worry. And I was like, I'll regroup. And I was really, I was pretty devastated after that. But then um, I kind of decided like, after a good night's sleep <laughs> um, of, uh, you know, you, you can be sad for a little while and mad at yourself for a little while, but then you pick yourself back up and you're like, all right, now what am I going to do? And I decided that I was going to make some big changes. And one of those was I started going to yoga consistently. Um, I changed or I made some modifications to my diet um, and worked with a really good friend of mine and teammate and triathlete, um, Caroline Cavanaugh, she has this, um, company called inside out, which is like, uh, metabolic efficiency. It's like figuring out how many calories you're burning, how to burn fat better, that kind of stuff. Um, I worked with her, made some big changes. Um, and, and just, I mean, I think I'm a pretty positive in general. So I just had a, a mindset that I'm like, you know, this isn't who you are, you're better than this. So let's figure it out and work hard and, you know, do it again. Um, and I had, that's when I had signed up to go to Ireland and then I crashed and I thought, mm. oh, you're serious. This is like, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was in the best shape of my life. So I was a little bit down after that, but then picked myself back up again. And, um, I had some great races. Um, uh, I mean, I don't just do Ironman like there. I do sprint and Olympic distance races as well. And I went to nationals and um, for the Olympic and sprint distance. And I did really well um, and was really pleased with how um, my hip was progressing from my crash in Ireland. And I knew I had a good Ironman left in me. And the good thing about Cozumel is it's in November around Thanksgiving time. So I signed up again. And I went and I crushed it there. I mean, I was like, how old was I then? I was 48 at that time. And I raced, I think I was um, maybe third or second amateur, you know. And so with amateurs, it, there's, you know, when you're in your 30s or 
I would say even a 20 year old could, should be able, you know, I mean, I, I crushed it for a 48 year old woman. I was like, yeah. Um, and, um, had qualified for Hawaii at that point, but then the pandemic hit. And so Hawaii keeps getting postponed. Um, so this is the second year I was supposed to go to Hawaii that following year, then the pandemic hit and then they canceled Hawaii. And then we were supposed to go again this year in October and they canceled it again um, because of numbers in Hawaii. So um, uh, hopefully in October, 2022, I will have a chance to do another Ironman in Hawaii. I just hope my body can, um, it's, you know, I'll be 51 in October of, oh my God, I just feel so old. (laughs) I'm so not like, so not me. I'm I'm like still inside like a 20 year old. Um, but, uh, I just hope my body can, can, I just have to be good to it and take good care of it. And hopefully I get to the start line in Hawaii, uh, October, 2022 and see what I can do and go fast. And it's, and if not go fast, it just do the best to my ability. And that's all I ever ask is do the very best to my ability. So I love I it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> we both it's, love it. <laughs> it's so good because it's almost like for you, it's, I don't even know if it's a mindset as much as a way of life, mm. you know, Which is yeah. what a real true mindset should be. Right. Mm. It, it, it's what I think the most successful people have is it's not even it's something that's so embedded that's been trained Mm. for so long um, for whatever reason for you're born with it or your parents gave it to you when you were little or you cultivated it for a number of years but it just has become ingrained Mm. and everything about what you said was amazing first of all the power of a mother like I know allow for you there's nobody like your mother who you can just go to on the sidelines and still feel totally accomplished, but having not reached what you thought the goal was. And I think if we could all be our own mother yeah, um, more often, if we could just give ourselves the credit that, that we deserve. um, I think that was such a beautiful part of your story. Sorry, I'm going to cry. I don't know why. (laughs) You're going to make me cry. I know Um, it. I have to say, um, I have to give kudos to my mom. And so this way, um, of course, you know, she will listen to this uh, when it's on, but um, she's my biggest fan, as I know all moms are um, they're of their children, but um, she's my biggest fan. And um, she'd go anywhere, do anything. I mean, when I can't even tell you, like, there's been times when her health wasn't so great. And I was like, mom, you can't come with me. I was like, I'm going to be more worried about you. You know, she's like, don't worry about me. (laughs) So, um, so, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I, um, I actually, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but when I was a kid, um, my mom is a big sports fan. Um, and she was a swimmer growing up and I was a swimmer. I I initially started off swimming as a kid, um, and swam through college and then triathlon came to me and later or at the end of college, I started doing some triathlons, but, um, my mom is the one that has, you know, given me all of these, um, opportunities and my dad too don't I kind of want to my dad too <laughs> he's been there 100% as well but there's something special about um, my mom's bond in sports um and 
when I was a kid, she always would watch the Iron Man on television. It used to be a really big thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember seeing Dave Scott. Um, he was uh, his father. It was like in the real early days. It was like some sort of special. And he's like in Hawaii racing and his family followed him in a station wagon as he was like, I don't know if he was racing or training. It was like something like they were doing. I don't know. It was like something crazy. And I was so impressed. And I was like, oh, I want to do that someday. And my mom, I know she said, if you do that, I'll, I'll help you. I'll follow you. You know, and I was oh, like, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I think thought, you, I think even okay. on t- like that, maybe that is where it's from, because on top of having that support of your mother, I think you, you do have it for yourself. So you, you noted that you're a competitor. Um, but I think if you kind of dig down deep into that, you're not the type of competitor that competes with yourself, right? So you are, the other things you say sound to us that you're kind to yourself, just through the resilience of what you've been through, right? And so you didn't finish, but then you reassessed and thought, but I can finish. So I'm going to stand back up and do it. Then you get injured and you think to yourself, all right, but I can, stand back up and do this. And so you just continue to be kind enough to yourself to find another and nimble enough. Um, And so that really might be your superpower is your own self-compassion, which Lorraine and I talk about a lot and your resilience, your ability to just get up and do it again. Um, It's really awesome. Yeah. um, I, I do want to say though, it's, it's not always perfect. And as much as I have self-compassion, it's, you know, you do cry and you are frustrated. And I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes everyone's like, oh, I want to, you know, how do you, it seems some people look and they're like, that's, it's, I can do that. It's, it's so easy or they make it seem so easy. And it's not, it's, Mm. it's like, yeah, it hurts. And you're, you know, every swear you could imagine comes out of your mouth. You cry hard. You're, frustrated and then you just have to you know pick up your bootstraps and um doing that is not only something I mean I am kind to myself and I do that on my own but I also have my wife my mom my you know my uh, my coach my you know there's people I, I like to surround myself with people who are positive and strong and that helps you be positive and strong when you can't be always. (laughs) Yes. Well, Becky, and I think that's why I'm like, can you, can we do something on mindset? Because in the background, I know that this is not easy. I know that there's got to be more because every time you would come to yoga, it would be with this, you know, it's kind of the phase where it's like, all right, I've already picked myself up. I got to see the after like, oh, I got injured, but that was a few weeks ago. I can get back on my mat. And so I knew that there was more right? So like we come in, we're like, oh, it's great to see you. Great to see you too. I brought somebody to yoga. Yay. Okay. So that's the phase where it was like, all right, we're okay. But I always wanted to know, like, wait a second. I think we skipped over the dark night of the soul. 
I think there were moments when the shades were closed and she was really trying to figure out how to refuel after the event where you're completely depleted. Um, And so it was really interesting. You sort of brushed off when I'm like, let's do some mindset work. You're like, okay, well, whatever. And then you join the gratitude adjustment. And I just have to give a shout out. We're talking about moms. And so I'm the only one here who's lost her mom, but I feel like she keeps finding me in this really lovely way that once they pass away, they're never gone. And so from losing her, there was all the things that helped me get through what felt like, you know, my approaching dark night of the soul of losing my mom. I started the gratitude adjustment and I feel like it's filled with spirits who are so much like my mom. And maybe I can say our moms that I didn't even know I was creating or we were bringing together. And so when I think about not being able to fail, trying things out, being kind to myself, I think of that group. And so when you joined, it felt like, oh my God, here's here's our chance to do a little more breath work, a little more meditation, and then to have that same energy of like, you can fall and get back up. And there's a whole group of people ready to be like, oh my God, you're amazing. Whether you finished or not, like, wow, look at you. And I feel like that's my group. And just like you said, your mom will definitely listen to this. I joke that, you know, moms are the ones listening to this. And I know my mom would be the first in line to like figure out how to hit play and listen. Um, But the ones who are listening are the people from our gratitude adjustment. And so even before we announced that there's a new episode, they're like, I heard the new episode, like great job. Who was that woman you were talking to? She was really smart. Um, Well, I I love the gratitude adjustment and I loved, I loved, um, I thought that I needed that because I did that right. We, I forget exactly what it was full on beginning pandemic. Like we were no vaccines were available. Like nothing was out there and you just felt so trapped. And Mm. I remember I reached out to you and I'm like, Whoa, what is this thing? You know, I was just kind of like, do, could this help me? And it totally did. It was just nice to connect with people. Mm. Um, and, and remind yourself to be nice to yourself. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice thing. And also I remember going, so when we could go back to in-person yoga and I went and one of the women, I forget her name. She was, I liked her. She was in the group and for whatever, she was like, Hey, are you Becky? And I was like, I know who you are, but I can't remember her name at this moment. But, um, <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it was really cool. It's like, you started to make some new friends and I really enjoyed that as well. So. That's oh, good. good. I really know, good. but it was that really neat way of being able to talk about more than just the like, hey, I'm so glad you're in class today. You know, we yeah. kind of got to connect yeah. about what keeps us going and what makes us tick and what feels hard and how to make it feel a little easier. And with that, you're also coaching a little bit or just training. So um, Yolanda said there's a waiting list for your bike class. Oh, well, I don't know. No, there is not a waiting list. Um, <laughs> it, I, it's uh, It's not there's availability. Um, and it's not just my bike class. Um, so with my business partner, Karen Smyers, um, we coach some bike classes at fast splits, um, which is in Needham. Um, and, uh, it's on, um, you bring your own bike and you set it up on the trainer and we do these workouts. It's geared to cyclists, triathletes. Um, it could be anyone, um, just have to have a bike. Um, and, um, so yeah, no, there's no waiting list, but Yolanda comes. She's great. 
Um, Becky, you have a, to tell them there's a waiting list so that they're they, they're clawing oh, yes. to get it. Yeah. Yes. Well, Yolanda was Yolanda was very clear that you better get on there to sign up because you'll be left in the dust if you don't. So yeah. that's right. That's right. Um, so uh, so yeah. Um, so yeah, we do that. But then um, I do coach. I do. Um, I'm coaching some athletes um, who are doing some Ironmans. They actually right now they're all women. One of um, the guys that I just finished coaching, he just did Cozumel um, back in November, and so he's taking a break for now. But um, I'm taking on um, three, no, two new clients um, in the new year. So on starting Saturday, technically. Um, who are doing their first Ironmans, um, one in Chattanooga and one in Maryland, um, late in the late, later this year, I, I think they're in September, October. Um, and, um, I'm going to guide them to, um, to do their first Ironmans and there's nothing, I have to say doing your very first Ironman, there's nothing like it. It's like, um, you're just you don't know if you can do it you're like this is this is like how am I going to do it and when you're doing it it's all about I think no matter who you are you could be um you know if I like there's Jan Fernando or like Daniela Reef these are like super duper like world awesome even Karen Smyers let's say these are like the best of the best and although I don't know what they really think, but I guess the first rule of Ironman is you never know if first goal is to finish. Okay. And then you have goals after that. So you just want to get to the finish line or to the start line first healthy. And then you don't think I'm going to do a particular time. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to, you know, qualify for Kona or anything like that. It, then it's like, okay, I want to finish is the, that goal. And then you start, you know, you keep uh, build like figuring out, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like as the day goes on, it's just like staying upright on your bike because it's a rainy day. You know, that's, if you can get off the bike in one piece, that's huge. Then you're like, I only have to run a marathon now. So, <laughs> or, you know, in the swim, like not drowned or <laughs> get eaten by a shark or something like that. <laughs> right. So, um, so there's all sorts of goals. So, but anyway, doing your first Ironman, it's like what I tell um, my clients. It's like, I love the journey to get to iron to the starting line of the Ironman is like so exciting and fun and hard, but mm. exciting and fun. And then you get to the start line and you're like, oh my gosh, I made it. Now it's like that, that, you know, could be 12, hour it could be 10 hours it could be a 17 hours the cutoff but it could be you know that journey to get to the finish line is just as exciting um and then it there's a real sense of accomplishment when you do something really epic something huge um and i think that's like probably in life in general i mean i know that's in life in general doing yeah. anything epic so um it's amazing so yeah. yolanda so i tracked her uh, she reluctantly gave me her bib number when she was running an Ironman. And I remember the whole day, you know, following along where she was and tracking her and kind of thinking about her and sending her some energy. And she said that when she crossed the finish line, they announce your name, right? Like 
it makes me tear up that idea of like, she finally got there and they're like, Yolanda Taylor, you are an Iron Man. And that idea of how much goes into it. And the whole, I love that the goals are like small ish, that idea of like, I'm just going to finish. And so it gives you some room to play with all the things in between. Like if I can just get to the finish line, all the other things I can take care of little by little as they come at me. So you're right. It's this life philosophy. And Yolanda had said that in the middle of that, during her swim, where she was legitimately having a panic attack, I believe, um, it came down to like one more breath. And she said that she recalled Lorraine's voice in class, like one more breath, one more breath. And so it's such a, that was the smallest micro goal. And those, one of those goals stacked up against, you know, another one and another one, another one got her to the finish. And so sometimes life is like that, right? Mm. One more breath, one more breath until the, until the finish line. But um, it's just this beautiful process. Well, she asked us to do a podcast about uncertainty, which I think is so interesting because she handles it so beautifully. And my goal, whenever she was in class was just to get in her head, (laughs) (laughs) just to be the voice of like, I know that you've got this, like, you don't have to know because I know. Yeah. Um, and so it's so amazing what our brains do when, when they go to that place of fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always like to think in, um, I'm always, uh, I think the Navy, there's like the Navy SEAL say this. It's like, when you think you can't go any further, like you can, like, I mean, your, your internal governor will say, Oh, nope, you're done. You can't, you're absolutely done. And your internal governor is, is really conservative. Um, and so you just, you, you are stronger than you think. And that's one of my mantras. Um, I always like try to find some sort of mantra during a race, something will, I don't know, something on television or some latest show will like, I'll see something on Game of Thrones or something. Mm-hmm. I remember I had like, not today. The winter is coming. Yeah, <laughs> winter's coming or something. I don't know. But um, I remember one time um, I just was like, you're stronger than you think. You are stronger than you think. And when it got really, really hard, I, I mean, I've had, you know, as much as there's, I've had some really great races. Like I've said before, I had some real doozies and it was just like, I remember being in the transition area, um, after the bike in, in, in Hawaii at the Ironman. And I just, I, I put a towel over my head and I just cried. And mm-hmm. I had a friend who was like helping. Um, she was in the transition they have helpers there. And I lifted up the towel and I was just like, this isn't how I normally am. I just need a moment. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> and then I cooled down a little bit. And then I was like, okay, let's go run a marathon. And, you know, it was just, and then, then literally took it one mile at a time. And I had to walk and I'd walk and then people would encourage me and I'd be like, thank you. And you try to be gracious. <laughs> and inside you're like, oh, I'm so mad. But then it just, you just keep going. And that was another race. I think, you know, the, the times that I've had my absolute worst races are the times that I've learned the most about who Mm -hmm. I am and how much I really do love it. Maybe not exactly at that moment, how much I love it, but how much Mm -hmm. I still love it. And I still want to keep going. And I Mm -hmm. think that's, um, that's just something, um, you can't forget. And so when I have those dark days, um, and we all do, you take a day, it's like, you can be grumpy and you can be sad for a day, but you can't let it, um, escalate into weeks and months. And, Mm. you know, you, you've got to 
pick it up, find something that makes you happy, listen to music. You know, I'm such a YouTube yeah. fan and it's so funny now that some um, serious XM in my car. I, all I do is listen to you too. I'm like, I've heard the songs like a bazillion hundred gazillion times. And I'm like, Ooh, another one where the streets have no name. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I love I it. Um, there's so, one actionable thing that I just read recently that for your internal voice, it's more effective to speak in the third person than the first person. So for example, instead of saying, I've got this, you use your own name. It's like, Becky, you have got this. And there's yeah. something that triggers your brain to push a little bit harder when it feels like it's coming from outside, even if it's your own internal voice, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Um, how to use what you tell yourself to motivate, you know, like, yeah. And I think that's where, when you channel someone else's voice, whether it's from yoga or from something else and it comes at you yeah. from them, it feels a little bit more encouraging. Like you're not alone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I love that. Yeah. I thought that was <laughs> fascinating. So it's good stuff. So I think right. it's a great place for us to kind of leave it and wrap it up. But Becky, thank you for your time and your energy and your effort always. And I can't <sighs> wait to see you in yoga when you get there. I will be there. I love you guys <laughs> so much. Thank you so yeah. much for this. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks guys. And that, yes, I will play us out. Let me see how to get there. Here we go. So as most of you know, this is our guy, Mike Borgonzano, whose original work has been used as our podcast theme. So until next time, have a great everything. And thank you again to Becky. Thanks, Jill. And we'll see you and talk to you soon.